You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game of Shows. Right, so that was episode four, done and dusted. Can you believe we're on to episode four already? I can't believe it. I'm, I'm <laughs> In over, the words of I'm, Victor Meldrew. I'm overwrought. Yeah, uh, I'm overjoyed. I'm overwrought. Wow. I'm overacting. <laughs> Four episodes. But I was saying to you earlier, it's in the, the podcast. It feels like we're doing two podcasts in one, doesn't it? We've got like our little bonus, yeah. which is yeah. which is obviously this now, and then we've got the quiz. So it's it's um we've actually done eight now, which and is amazing. Um, I think the 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 nice thing about that is that we do actually get the chance to kind of sit and kind of just talk about. The, the actors were, were, you know, getting to interview and, and, and the shows because obviously the quiz is, um, you know, takes up the, the whole episode. So yeah. I, I would feel like if we didn't do the bonus where we get the chance to reveal our little chats with the, the guys themselves, that the audience was really missing out on something mm. um, kind of, 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 you know, equal value of that sort of thing. Because, you know, chatting to them about who they are, what they do is, is almost as much fun as you know, asking them questions and trying to catch them out. Yeah, definitely. The hardest bit is trying to keep it down to like a minimum time, isn't it? We're always conscious of not taking up too much of their time. Yeah. Chris is always texting me during it saying, you've got to speed it up. Hurry up. You're going too slowly. Hurry up. You know, it's midnight now. Stop, Lawrence. <laughs> but it is. It's hard because you've got so many questions. Like last week you said with um, Melissa, there were so many questions that you, you wanted to ask her and you'd never got around. And it's the same with the guys tonight. I mean... There's yeah. so much you could ask them, but it's um what I loved about tonight is having Stuart because I've worked with Stuart, so it was so nice to like talk to him and have have him on the podcast. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way about Alice because I've we she and I go back a long way. I've known her probably best part of twenty years, and obviously just met Jenna and Laura tonight. You kind of have a real soft spot for people you've known a long time, and yeah. But I mean, the, when you're like yourself, like doing shows and that sort of thing, you must meet so many people. You do, and it's. Do you know what it is? It like in a show. That's that's your world, and that's your little bubble, and it's everything is kind of all about that show. And if you're in, you know, a year's contract, it feels very much that's all you can think about. And then you kind of leave the show, and you yeah. realise that everyone kind of moves on, and you know, you do keep in touch. And obviously, you know, the industry is very small, and people know everyone, and you bump into people on the audition circuit, and you know teaching and different things like that but like Stuart we were we shared digs and everything and we used to travel together we did a Vita UK tour together and then at the Dominion so we we worked together quite about a year in 2014 yeah um and you're kind of living in each other's pockets and then I haven't really seen him that much since so it's really nice to kind of reconnect yeah, with him on reconnect it's like lovely, that. yeah 
And I was also thinking about the kind of talking to them about both of their shows, really, in, in a way, it is hard for them to communicate what it's like. I mean, I suppose you must have had it when you were in Jersey Boys, kind of being part of something that is really kind of big, just being part of something big. I mean, I've, I'm not a performer. I'm a, a composer and a lyricist, and I've done worked on a lot of shows. Never, not yet worked on anything that I would say is really big, mm. you know, um, like my show, my shows are still charting the, the upward trajectory, but they're not kind of big West End shows. Yeah. If the if the universe is listening, then you know, maybe <laughs> maybe they will be eventually. But it must be quite amazing to be a part, of, you know, even a small part of something really huge. Do you did that kind of stay with you, even though it's you know you finish that show and you move on and you do another one or you? I think these these shows are always you know as cheesy as it sounds, but they do have a like a special place in your heart. Do you know what I mean? Like because it is as I was saying, it's an intense period that you're in the show, and you know I did Jersey Boys for two years and it was an unforgettable experience, you know, things that I will never forget doing yeah. that show. And and equally doing Evita was the same and doing jo- like every show that you do, I think has that unique experience and, you know, not always good, not always the best, but again, that, that yeah. is part of, of the process as well. I think being part of these, these big shows. Game of shows. Here's a question. Here's a question for you then. If okay. you could MD any show now, I say you, you're going to do a, a year's yeah. run of it in the West End. What would that show be? Um, do you know what? It, it would probably be something I could conduct and not play. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, it, it may well be Wicked, actually, um, mm. because I think that would be a fantastic score to conduct. And occasionally I think, oh, you know, would I, would I want to try and get back in and do that? Because I kind of gave all that up. Uh, while I was kind of in in the ascendancy a little bit, like I I didn't go on an MD West End shows. I kind of stopped that and thought, no, I want to be a composer and yeah. I want to write. And that was partly because of that wanting to be really involved in the creative process and not wanting to just be kind of repeating you know, repeating the same thing every night. But um, yeah, all all layers. I think actually the uh, yeah. the the opportunity to get to go and and, and MD layers. I think for any, I would think any. I was going to say any young MD, but I'm, I'm not a young. I'm not. A, no. I'm, neither, I'm neither young nor an MD. But <laughs> when I when I was young and thinking, do I want to do this? I, I would have loved to conduct like Les Mis or Phantom. I'd rather do that than than something where you have to play. That's a lot of work. Yeah, you know, you just want you to stand and wave your stick. Yeah, exactly. wave your baton. Yeah. Mm. What about yourself, though? Because you're a, you're an elsewhere MD now as well as a performer, and well, yeah. But um, if, if we're saying like perform, well, I did. I told you about my dream that I walk. I was asked to um, MD Defying Gravity halfway through the show. That literally about two weeks ago, I had that dream, and some the MD had disappeared, and I just happened to be there, and then they put me on the stand, and I had to MD into the end of the dream, one. man. Yeah, that it is, was there it a was, conductor in the house, and I went, yes, yes, I can do it. <laughs> but I can suppose you... if if we're talking about part like what part i've always since been at at mount view it was when actually we featured it in the the episode tonight avenue q was out oh, when i yeah. was at mount view and it was one of my dream yeah, it was roles kind of the biggest play. thing then wasn't it like yeah early, early i just 2000s. love to play princeton that's still still my dream i'm still on the cusp of being the right age i think just if any producers, any producers are out there, out listen, there yeah yes any cast, cast me as princeton game of shows Right, Lawrence, as much as I could talk to you all night, I think our listeners probably want to hear what our four guests had to say when we had a little chat with them before the quiz. Yeah, let's um, let's play it now. Let's have a listen to the kind of interview section of our night with the guys from Come From Away. 
and Wicked. So this is what happened when Lawrence and Chris met Jenna, Laura, Stuart and Alice. Game of Shows. With, let's start with Alice Fern, um, who uh, uh, Chris was just asking me earlier how I know Alice Fern. I just feel like I've known you forever. Like Yeah, and actually, if you, uh, how do we... What's the initial meeting? Well, that? I think you were, I was, I was teaching or MDing at Mountview when you were at Mountview. Okay. So that was... About how long ago that was. Yeah, so that would, let's not talk about that. No. Um, and then you were in Shrek when my eldest daughter was in Shrek. That's so it. That's, of course. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. Is. And you were, you were playing a, um, a woman in pink with a puppet gingerbread man. Yes, with a gingerbread man attached to my right arm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you haven't you haven't stopped working since you've been. <laughs> I've done all right. I'm all right. I'm happy with it. Of course, not this year. But uh, you know, it's uh, yes, it was go. I love Shrek actually, and um, and your daughter was actually extraordinary. It was so so lovely because I actually know so many of those girls still that played um, young Fiona's and, and whatnot. Because obviously, I was um, covering Amanda Holden for that, so I often went on with them. Yes, and, you did. Uh, That's right. So yeah, you would have sung with, with Sophie. Yes, you? Yeah. of course, yeah. Um, so obviously you are here tonight representing Come From Away, but we couldn't have you here and just not talk a little bit about Wicked. We've actually got <laughs> double Elphaba in the in the house, which is quite incredible. Um, it's been a while now, has it, since you since you stopped So Wicked? it's coming up to a year in July, yeah, when I finished. You did it for a long time, didn't you? you, you well, I had three years in total. Um, but two years of the role, yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a good old chunk. I was relatively knackered by the end. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. And um, uh, so yeah, it was a, a wonderful two years. Yeah, and, and what was quite nice was all our sort of the, the the cast. A lot of the people that I'd been performing with every night sort of left with me. So I quite we, we sort of had a big leaving sort of ceremony in that sense. So it was quite nice that because there's nothing worse than if I sort of left and then. Sophie stayed and had a new Elphaba. I'd sort of feel a bit annoyed by that. <laughs> I sort of feel like I'd been taking someone taking my place. So it was quite nice that we shared um, at that time together. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it feels, it sort of is strange. It feels like it was yesterday and yet it feels like it was 10 years ago all at the same time. And would you go back if the opportunity arose? I just love to do seven a week though. And they just wouldn't allow you. <laughs> like, no, you're doing all eight. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Cause I'm nearly 40. And um, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. So, uh, so I don't know it's, 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 if whether they would, I mean, of course it's one of those roles that you, you just can't really say no to. So that's the only sure. bit. Um, but it's how long you can play it for without looking ridiculous as a teenager. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, I, yeah, never thought of it. Never thought of it like that. And didn't you follow, did you follow Rachel Tucker into Wicked and then follow Rachel Tucker into yes. uh, Come yes. From Away? So I, what's Rachel doing now? Yeah, <laughs> I just want to know what you're going to do next. Yeah, she's gone to Broadway, so I'm thrilled. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, basically, I call myself professional Rachel Tucker overtaker. <laughs> um, I do. I, I said that to her when she left. Actually, come from away. I said, "Babe, I can't wait. I'm going to be on Broadway next year. That's amazing." <laughs> um, because you're there next. Uh, yes, I do tend to to take over Rach, which is lovely, you know. Um, and uh, and she's gorgeous. So it's uh, she yeah. never sort of makes me feel um, second best, which is just divine on her part. I have to say. And um, we were Chris and I were talking about come from away today, 
uh, just as we were kind of talking about this and, and researching a few things for some, some questions. We just we both just kind of said, I really want to see this show again. I really want to go. Mm. I mean, it's such a shame that, that people aren't getting to see it at the moment. It's it's such a, a great night in the theatre. We're going to talk to your cast, your fellow cast member in a sec, but let's flip to the other alphabet in the room, because it's if you've got two alpha, you wait. That's the thing, isn't it, Chris? You wait all month for an alphabet. <laughs> and then two come along at once. And two come along at once. <laughs> yeah. Laura Pick, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's my pleasure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was going to say, how do you follow that? That's Alice Fern. But you did follow that, Alice, Alice Fern, then presumably into the role of alphabet at the Apollo Victoria. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to watch Alice for the majority of my first two years there. Oh, wow. So you were in the show. The schools, watching oh. the show. Um, so you were a standby, were you? Or yeah, or... I was Alice's standby for. So I did it the opposite way. I was standby for two years, um, and I just took over in January. As the and part. you can tell me to sod off if I'm prying, but was that? Did you always know that you had? Like, did you just tell the producers, right? I want the part now, or did you wait for them to offer, or wait for them to ask, or did you? Were it, you able to like slip notes saying, I really want to play this <laughs> part now? I'd well, like, I think I'll do awesome. eight. Did you say Alice will only do seven? I'll do eight. <laughs> If, if only that was the deal, that would have been uh, amazing. It's like Alice said, it's a very hard role to say no to, but it's also a role that I think you'd be mad to not want to play. And so it's a no-brainer. Somebody says, actually, would you like to be Elphaba for the rest of the contract? And you say, yes, please, and yeah, thank you. I will take that. But it never occurred to me that it would have happened now. And, and was but, it was it like a dream role? Because I know a lot of you know female in in the industry it's like a dream role for them to play but was it always on the cards yeah it was it was absolutely the dream the absolute dream and I just feel very lucky to be doing it so early on in my career really um but since being 14 and getting given the soundtrack and the score for my birthday and just just falling in love with it and singing it every week at stage school and Yes. Wow, whereabouts did you grow up? Where was that? Uh, I grew up in Wakefield, uh, but I used to go to stage school in Leeds. And um, so you've kind of hit hit that pinnacle at, at you know early on in your career. But do you have other roles in mind, like for later on? Yeah, there's there's probably quite a few roles I'd love to play. <laughs> um, a lot of the generic ones. I, I I'm desperate to do Les Mis at some point. What, whether that means waiting until I'm a lot older and being Madame Tenardier or getting to do it in the near future and playing Fontaine would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a question for um, Alice and Laura, actually. I think both Alphaba and Sing then... off, sing off, sing <laughs> off. No, Not thank yet. you. No, no thank you. <laughs> but both both characters that you play in, in your musicals, obviously they're both quite a, got big sings in them as well. You know, the song in Come From Away is a massive song and obviously Alphaba is a, a massive part. Is it been in lockdown is it quite nice to be able to have that kind of freedom because I don't know do you do you restrict yourself kind of drinking and going out and things like that to, to sustain the parts is it nice to kind of have that yeah, a bit more time that, that's yeah the question well I think for me see Laura's a lot younger than me you see and I my voice is is better the more I do it right so I'm better during it like as soon as I came back off holiday I mean Laura remember I'll come back off holiday and I'll be like oh my god this week is <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off again because I would rather just be doing it in black um, and barreling mm. all eight uh, weirdly yeah. 
so so for me that show I yeah I had to be really good I mean it was no going out and it was 10 hour naps you know a night it was it, wow. I, I just if I didn't have enough sleep my voice would would just die on me I'd have to say come from away although it's me in the sky is extraordinary song and and is quite hard to do after you've done Elphaba nothing is hard yeah, yeah so in, in, in comparison it's probably in comparison, a... it feels like you know uh, I, I won't swear but it, it feels a, a piece of easiness yeah yeah <laughs> Laura presumably you have to be fairly saint-like to sustain the, the vocal cords in terms of going out and staying up late and- yeah it, it depends it depends <laughs> Shoot or laugh because I uh, yeah I'm I'm not an angel and Alice will probably remember from even when I was standby um yeah I I do I like a wine like a wine Yorkshire lass, um, so you can handle it can't you <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, and generally running up to a holiday. If I know I've got a holiday coming up, I'll be a bit more casual about it. Yeah. But I'm just, I just getting the work life balance was important for me. And I was, because being standby is, is so different, especially when you're standby to Alice and did, who's rarely yeah, did, off. I was going to say, did you get to go on very much as standby? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> did you resent her a little bit for that? <laughs> uh, yeah, really. I've never forgiven her, actually. <laughs> Um, but yeah it was different and then you know over time I built it up and I built up the stamina I remember texting Alice after my first stage show week saying I don't know how you do it I thought I, I honestly thought I was going to die but now it's just well I, I doubt it will be when I go back mm, like hopefully that, won't, stamina be, up again, that but... won't be too long yeah with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's move on and talk to your your colleagues who are very patiently and graciously waiting for us to chat to them. So, uh, Jenna Boyd, you are also Hello. in the wonderful Come From Away. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Please say you can hear me. We can. Oh, that's absolutely. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, loud and clear. You're that's coming, perfect. It's coming through loud and clear. And uh, and so, uh, yeah, tell us about your your journey into Come From Away. We, do, uh, we don't, Chris and I don't know you. I, we kind of know uh, some of our guests well, but we don't know you really at all. So um, tell oh. us how, how you how you found yourself in Come From Away. You've been in it since the show opened, haven't you? I have, yeah. I, I um, oh, well, was in yeah, the we first... Saw you in it. Yeah, I was in the first cast the first year. Going slightly further back, I had... It was by April um, 2019, I think I auditioned, and I had just not got um, Madame Thenardier. Um, it was the... I did the show... A few years ago uh, with Alice, uh, just a few years ago, uh, with Alice. And I had not had any involvement with Les Mis since then. And I had, for the first time, been seen for the role of Madame Stenardia, which I was second cover for a couple of years before. And um, I hadn't got it. And I was on my sofa eating, this is true, eating that, you know, that biscotti paste (laughs) out of a jar. Cope with, cope with the yeah, rejection. Like literally some uh, uh, oh. shoveling it. Um, and my agent called me, I think for two reasons. One, to tell me I had an audition, also to check that I was okay. Um, and she to said- To check you had you know, enough biscotti paste. Yeah, and that I was I was at least still eating it because when I'd spoke to her before, I was 
<laughs> like no words, just squeaking. Oh. And she said, you've got this audition. And I remember telling my um, fiance at the time, I was like, yeah, I've got an audition for like this come far away, away from home, come home, home and away, something, the musical, I don't know. I'd never heard of it. Um, anyway, I went through first round, they sent me the stuff, you know, and you progress and progress and progress. I had my final audition, nine long, long, long weeks later, I got a phone call to say that I had got it. And I received that phone call in, in Salisbury, I was doing a play there and I was in like, it's called Prezzo, isn't it? I got 50% off and I was in there having lunch. And the table next to me obviously thought something awful had happened because I was like, what? <laughs> and sobbed. Apparently that's what I do on the phone to my agent. Um, and then I put the phone down and then I called her back to check that she wasn't joking or I hadn't hallucinated when she said no. You've got the part. And at oh, the time I had, I'd read for three different roles. So I thought I was up for a standby of which I would have absolutely bitten their hand off for and would have loved to do. But this was really for me the first time I feel I'd ever, I'd ever had a part because I'd been. Of your, of your own. Yeah, of my own. I've I'd done featured, absolutely featured ensemble. Yeah. And I, I've loved all the work that I had, I have done, but I've very much been featured on ensemble cover for, for a quite a long time. I mean, I've been doing, uh, <clears throat> obviously I started when I was like two, but I've been in the business for 20 years now. So, it, you know, for me, it's been a long time coming and finally for someone to go, yeah, you ah, can do great. you and can do it in your part, own right. It feels like a part was made for you, really. Mm. But um, yeah, so that's been my journey, and obviously um, we're still doing it now. And then I'm, so, it, you know, the original cast were amazing, but the the new cast are absolutely brilliant. And we've had we only had five weeks with them, oh, that's, and I'm really sad because we were really excited. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to to Stuart McIver because he's been so patient. Thank you, Stuart. Oh, that's uh, all right. That's nice. Listen to everyone, actually. Yeah, it's fascinating to hear to hear everyone's perspective, and I guess your your perspective is is different because you do multiple roles in in Wicked, yeah, uh, alongside alongside Laura. Who's, um... Yeah, so I joined just after Alice left, so I don't actually know her. Um, hi, hi, Alice. And <laughs> um, but I actually think I beat Laura and Alice with my. Um, longevity to the show because I actually joined it in 2016 which would make Ooh, four years wow. <laughs> well, that was actually one of my questions for you Stu because obviously you did the tour didn't you and then you went into town I've done two tours so the original one I got in 2016 which just seems forever ago mm. was the international tour which was supposed to be 18 months and then it ended up being a year and then we had a little gap and then I started the UK tour which was just over a year that was about 14 months I think and then I had a little gap of about five months I think and then I joined town. How do the productions differ? Are they all exactly the same being in each one or is there slight variations? Yeah, I mean, in the, in the very, to be honest it's very similar the only which is incredible because the amount of set that Wicked has is, is unreal there's loads of amazing big bits to it and because the tour was quite a substantial tour it sat in each venue for a long time so it was able, they were able to bring most of the set mm-hmm. the only things we didn't have were like when you watch it in London it's got like big towers up the side and I think that's all we didn't have that plus uh, one of the flying bridges um, everything else we had which was quite cool yeah it's, it's almost identical there's just a couple of extra people in London to fill out the stage so it's a yeah. bigger show and so your, your role is swing are you yeah. covering multiple parts you cover Dr Dilliman right yes so I did what, what's that like well <laughs> Well, I'm 32. I had to think about that there. Um, when I auditioned for the show, I was 28. And I remember auditioning. I auditioned for it at a drama school. And I, you know, think I'm your classic 
handsome, Fiero-esque lad. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Um, and I auditioned when I was right out of drama school 2010 and did some Fiero stuff and then got cut and I was like, okay, fair enough. And then I auditioned for the show again in 2016 and did my first round. Then they phoned me and said, are you interested in covering Dillamond and The Wizard? And I was like, oh, a bit insulting, but cool, okay. <laughs> but then I actually thought like, God, this is a little bit of a sky because there's no worry about my voice. Like I don't have to sing anything crazy. It's just, mm. just lovely acting roles. And that's another thing about two actually, because it was one actor that plays both parts, whereas in town it's two actors. So I now don't cover The Wizard, which is right. slightly easier. And are you on stage swing? or like, Do you have your own track or are you? off stage no no off stage but i'm kind of on all the time um which is nice keeps me busy game of shows so there we are Lawrence. as you said you wait around for one alphaba and two come along at once and uh they're they're both great and um it's interesting they're kind of really different aren't they as they don't look yeah, alike definitely. they don't they don't sound alike they don't i mean obviously no. they're both great talented performers but it's interesting to see two different two different perspectives on on the same part and how they came to play the part and yeah. their journeys. And I like actually that you've got like the succession. Obviously, they they put their own spin I think on the Alice part. Alice but... had been the cover as well prior to yeah. taking on the role, hadn't she? That's great that they do promote from within. It is great that they do that because they don't always do that in in shows. You know, sometimes they recast completely, even if you've you've been covering the parts and stuff. So I think it's it's nice to kind of give the people who are covering them parts and play and playing them just as much as, as the person Absolutely. who has the part. It doesn't mean that they're no less talented. I think this is a misconception. I'm right. going to just get on my little high horse now. Um, a misconception, you know, f- for some people that if you're a swing or you're a cover or a standby, it means that you weren't necessarily good enough to play the part, but actually yeah, no, it means right. you're more versatile because you can cover a range of parts as well as playing that lead part yeah. on stage. And as the swing as well. I mean, especially the uh, I mean, if you remember when we spoke to uh, Jay and Aaron, who are swings in Hamilton, Hamilton, yeah, the roles that they cover, they so and, massive and, and, and similar for Stuart. The the I mean, you have to be the most talented person in the room, really, don't you? Or most hardworking person in the room, and most yeah. able person to go on and play play any of those parts. So, what did you think about about the competition tonight then? Well, yeah, I, to be honest, it was um, it was pretty much neck and neck, wasn't it? I think did did Wicked manage to get the lead at one point? Did they did they, they pop into? Do you know the what they didn't? They didn't. No, they they were, were playing catch up. They were just they? behind every time. Yeah, they got up yeah. to one point in it though. They did get one point round six. They got thirty two yeah. to thirty three, so it was close. Yeah. So I thought maybe they would just just pip them, but um, the Alice and and Jenna were probably just a little bit more confident when when it counted when they when the. Yeah. When the time came in. But it's also, it's the luck of the draw, isn't it? It totally is. And that's totally why I thought, you know, th- this idea of the name as many as you can round to give them to pick a category so that there was no kind of, I always feel guilty if one side of it seems a little bit easier than the other. Um, but if I guess if you're randomly picking categories, then there's then there's no danger of that. But even the, the quick fire questions, it's luck of the draw. You either know them or you don't. Yeah. I think they're getting too easy. I think we need to make them harder. Those. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe we should open this up to our listeners. If you're uh, if you're going to write a review or write to us at Insta- uh, on our Instagram page or our Twitter, maybe let us know. What do you think of our questions? Are they too easy or too hard? I think it's too easy and we should make it harder and embarrass everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, hang on a minute. That won't encourage people to come on the show, would it? Yeah, no, no one will want to come. 
and I just want to bring up one last little thing actually yeah, to you. Do it, do it. So our um Am I in trouble? The clever idea the clever <laughs> idea you had at episode one to to name each round to do with the oh, two gosh, shows. Yes. So to combine the this two rod so I let's made just talk. for my own this rod <laughs> yeah. I made for my own back. Because once you this do this sort of thing, it's, once you once you start, you kinda of gotta keep doing it, haven't you? Yeah. And uh it's been it's worked really well. I've enjoyed it very much. It's been great fun. And then suddenly I came up against Come From Away tonight, where people don't know the names of the songs because Come From Away is kind of one long song in a way. The songs yeah. merge, they roll into each other. It's kind of episodic, telling uh, different moments from a, a kind of a continuous story. You you almost don't know when one song ends, one song, another song begins. There's a couple of standout numbers in there. I mean, yeah. Sky yeah. Um, that we were talking about with Alice. But in general, it's not really about what song are you on. And so we didn't have that. To, and last week we had kind of catchphrases and great famous things from uh, Lovely Jubbly, Fools and Horses. Yeah. The week uh, when we had... Um, Six, Six and Hamilton was a good and one. Hamilton, that was a gift of just mashing up song titles. And, uh, you know, Arthur Sixpence, no, what was it? Mary Poppins. Poppins and Limmies. Uh, but that was the first one, so we had no, like... Step in time, step in time, yeah. don't look him in the eye, you know. So it was quite easy. And, the yeah, so this week, maybe, um, you know, you win some, you lose some. I tried. We, you know, you're not without guilt, mate. We sat there and did some together. Well, I was just about to say, what what was nice when we first started this, four or five weeks ago when you said, I've come up with this idea and I'm going to do this. And I said, yep, that's fine. You do that. And then the last two weeks, there's been a little call a couple of hours before. Can you just give me a hand? And now I feel like I'm part of it and you're bringing me into it. I can't name the rounds, Chris. And you're complicit. (laughs) You're you're as guilty as me. I know. um, Then it's your fault too. But I have to say, 38 planes, one broomstick. That's pretty good. I like them. I I think they're fun. And uh, I no think, one, like I said, no one mourns the codfish. Just... Yeah, even if they're not that good, they still get a little laugh from from the cast. So, do you think we keep side. it in then? We have to see it through to the end of, of season we have to one. See season one. Well, and, and then we can relook at the the um the whole project. format. Yeah, relook at the whole format. <laughs> Absolutely, I can't wait because we've got about um, ten other rounds that we we have got, had planned from the start that we haven't done yet. So yeah. we can tweak. We can definitely tweak the format because I can't stand repetition. Yeah. Can't he can't stand it, listeners? Yet we do the same every week. <laughs> do you know what I was going to do? I was just going to um, quickly before we have to finish. We received a message oh, great. from. Right, I was going to read it out. So we've been asking our listeners to follow us on Instagram, which is uh, Game of Shows Quiz, and also to follow us on Twitter, which is Shows underscore Quiz, and asking them, you know, to send a message and any feedback they have. And we have been receiving some messages, Lawrence. Fantastic. And we um, got one any in marriage proposals in there? Not yet, unfortunately not. They yeah. just what is the point of doing a podcast if you don't get crazy stalker fans? Come on, people. I know I thought they'd love my uh, northern dulcet tones. But we did get a message from uh, SG. Okay. Is her, her name on Instagram. She said, Hey, how are you? Just messaging to say that I loved your six versus Hamilton quiz. It was great crack. She's from Ireland. Oh, okay. Great crack. Uh, and she thought it was really funny and that she loved it because she thought it had a great mix of questions. Like she could answer some and others she was like, what? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our question, okay. our answer actually. So some were easy, some were hard. And that's that's good actually. I'm glad we've read this. Out. Yes, absolutely. And I, uh, I've i had guilt when we've asked questions that people have gone, oh God, why did you ask me that? It's so unfair. I've kind of felt really bad. But I think also that is part of the fun of it. I mean, if everybody can just answer everything, 
then yeah, there'd be no competition, would they? There has to have an element no competition. of there has to be an element of it. But also, we kind of have to appreciate that not maybe not everyone is quite music as musical theatre geeks as we are. I know that wasn't very good English as what you and I is. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like the Fiorello question. We, but we, I, th- I knew well, he wouldn't know the well, answer. I but I thought it was a good one to guess because actually. I think you would, uh, well, I thought you would guess New York as the, as the first. But then what we're forgetting is, as much as we're trying to test our contestants, the listeners, they hopefully are like hardcore musical theatre fans. So for them, it's all about the, it's listeners. All about the listeners. It's all about the um, listeners. So thank you, SG, SG, for that message. Thank you, SG. Is it SG as in initials, SG? Yeah, SG and a sunflower. So if that's you, if you're listening, there you are. We've read it out. And SG. we've had some lovely reviews on... Um, the Apple Podcasts app as well. I'm just going to read one of Fantastic. them out. This is from Mr. Mr. Mulgrave. And he said, well, if you love musicals and love quizzing, then this is a fantastic podcast. Just listen to Hamilton versus Six. Great guests from the West End. You get to know a little bit more about the actors. It's a must listen. I think that's a great I little review. wholeheartedly agree with yeah. him there. Uh, with Mr. Mulgrave <laughs> there. Um, absolutely. No, it's very true. So just um, t- just tell us the Instagram handle again, Chris. So follow us on Instagram, Game of Shows Quiz, and on Twitter, Shows underscore Quiz. So you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and whatever is your preferred podcast provider. Yeah, and make sure you do follow us on social media because we will be posting maybe spoilers for the next episode and features from this episode, a little behind the scenes footage and some back backstage pictures and videos for you to like. Okay. That's great. Thank you, Chris. Thanks everybody for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. See you next time on Game of Shows. Game of Shows. Game of Shows. Don't put that in. <laughs> well, you can put it at the end, I suppose. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.